Hey, before you start this podcast, to let you know, this show is not for people with sensitive ears. We swear, like, a lot. Like, sometimes I'll say, Matt, you're a wonderful person, and the world's a better place for you. You wash out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so you know, you've been warned. Welcome to It Came From The Video Store. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. I'm Brandon. All right. So uh, we're continuing our marathon of Vincent Price. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't want it to stop. I think I got more left in me. I think there's more movies we can uh, we can go through. I literally bought a whole collection. I got to open it. So, um, But today we are doing 1974's... Wait, we're at, are we doing Matt? We're not doing Madhouse. Never mind. No. Not today. You know what, though? Before I came over to record, I just got done editing Madhouse, mm. and I uploaded it, and I was just typing in the information, so it's still fresh in my mind. So Take five? No, yeah, whatever. I'm not... We're, we're rolling. <laughs> uh, we're doing 1973's Theater of Blood. Uh, we should have done this one first, because we could have gone in like, chronological order. But then we would have to do House on Haunted Hill first. No, but I'm... No, you're right. We're just doing it backwards. Whatever. Well, no, because we did we did Thibes 2, or Thibes Rises Again, which was like 72. We're doing the Star Wars this style. Is we're starting from the ending and working our way to the beginning. Pretty and then we're going to jump back to the end. <laughs> uh, Theater of Blood. Um, now, before we get started, Matt, tell them where they can find us. You can find us online at It Came From The Video Store on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Video Store Rejects on Twitter. I have been trying my hardest to be uh, more active on the... The Twitter world. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, I don't know if they've always had this. Maybe I'm dumb and I just noticed it, but they have a rating system. So feel free to drop us, hopefully, a five-star review. It's the best way to help the show. Same thing if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Just uh, scroll on down and uh, give us the star you think we deserve. We'll rate, anything. rate and share. Yeah, share. Like herpes. And not the singer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to go right off the bat and say this is possibly my favorite Vincent Price film next to House of Wax. And I think House of Wax is number one for me just because it's the first one I've ever seen. So it's got like that nostalgic vibe to it. But um, Theater of Blood, personal favorite. Huh. Now, right, right, right off the bat, like, what did you guys think of it? I saw, a, I saw a good. I've seen part of it before. I mean, you I think probably we, watched it with me at one point. I I just remember like kicking the hobos out of like wherever it was, like, theater. Yeah, the rundown theater. Yeah, I think this is probably the the only Vincent Price movie that I was late in the game seeing. Really? Yeah. Uh, supposedly, and I'm going off IMBD facts, so don't you know it's whatever. Mm. This is apparently his own personal favorite of his films well he has all that juicy dialogue you know what it is you can tell he's having fun 
And I think that's why I enjoy this movie so much, because you can tell he's having fun. Because he literally plays about seven or eight different characters. Mm-hmm. He's constantly in makeup. It's pretty much Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, but in, like, horror. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I guess he's not playing different characters. He's the same character, but always, like, in some kind of get-up or disguise. He's a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah. Just, you wanted to use that joke again? Okay. I mean, am I, am I, am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> he met his last wife, uh, Car- Coral Brown, on the film of this movie. Coral Brown? She was the one that gets electrified. Coral! Oh. Yeah. He was having an affair with his wife at the time with her, apparently. So, hmm. Wow, getting busy. That was actually my favorite death. Really? Oh, well, we're we're going to go through all these deaths. This movie has a lot of fucking kills. Mm-hmm. I feel like the movie dragged out a point. There was a, a lull. There was a lull in it. But halfway through this movie, I'm like, this is Dr. Fibes with better dialogue and... So the whole plot of the movie is he was a Shakespearean theater actor who was railroaded into losing a award that he wanted by nine theater critics. Nine. Was it nine? Nine it felt critics. Like nine. nine lives. It felt like nine. Nine times nine. And then he supposedly of death. He supposedly jumps off a balcony and commits suicide. He yeeted himself. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> I, give, I, give, I give him a 10 for the landing, though. Yay. After uh, reciting Hamlet. Mm-hmm. A lot of Shakespeare, though. This is, like, the perfect movie for him, though, because he loves that shit. Yeah. But, you know, when I think of Vincent Price, I think of more Shakespearean or more Poe, Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Even though it's not your your favorite of the Vinny movies? I don't know if it's not my favorite. I don't know if I've just not given them a chance. Mm. So, I think think i got the witch finders general it is well the post stuff is kind of a different flavor it is corman so i th- maybe a required taste yeah i mean we can do house on haunted hill and a a, a poe f- film to kind of get two and one for a double feature sure Excuse maybe me. some tales of terror have you seen we'll t- a terror of tr- a comedy i have it's been a while I thought about putting that on our list of movies to review, but I don't want to like do too many. A lot of the Vincent Price movies are on Paramount Plus now. Terror comedy is, or, or, or is it a terror comedy or comedy of terrors? I keep forgetting. Comedy of terrors, I think. I think it's on Prime because I just watched it shortly before I moved out, like maybe like April. I watched it like early April. I liked it. It's got Boris Karloff in yeah. it. It's not like the best film, but Boris Karloff has like the best role in the movie. <laughs> uh, plus, you get to see Vincent Price's like comedic chops. Uh, actually, you get to see a couple of his comedic chops in this movie. Yeah. Um, did you know that this was actually adapted to a stage play in 2005? Hmm. It took him that long. Wow. I really wish I would have seen like a play like this in school. I probably would have went out for it. <laughs> Just because... I mean, who doesn't want to be Vincent Price? <laughs> That's true. And not only that, you get Vincent Price in the most Vincent Price iconic getup, which is a... was like a little fancy tuxedo with a red and black cape. 
mm-hmm. that he wears, and th- I think they even put that in Scooby Doo when he like guest starred in it or something like that. Yeah, he had his own series with Scooby Doo. Oh, did he really? Yeah, Thirteen Ghosts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a series with Vincent Price. I thought mm-hmm. he just guest guest appeared in it. Well, now that makes a lot more sense. Um, so let's start with our first killing. Uh, what'd you guys think about the hobo killings? Um, not my favorite out of the bunch. Really? Yeah. I thought it was creative. I'm trying to think, uh, well, I'm probably going to spell theater wrong when I do this because theater is spelled two different ways. I'm trying to think, uh, who was the guy who got killed in the snipe? No, not snipe. Meridu, Sprout. George Maxwell was the character who gets killed by, uh, who gets butchered to death by hobos. The only thing that made no sense in that scene is all, so all the kills in this movie are supposed to be themed by Shakespeare, but then the first thing he's in, he's dressed up like a cop. And my favorite thing is he's a cop with an over-the-top, like, twirly mustache. And he pulls it off to reveal his real, real mustache. <laughs> it's like wearing a hat on a hat. It really was. Um, <laughs> so, you, we also see <laughs> Diana Riff. I don't know if you know who she is. Rig. Rig. Autocorrect. She dresses up as a dude in this movie. Which I spotted instantly the first time I saw this. Yeah. I'm like, that's a woman in drag. So, all this time like when they're thinking he's dead, I love how he's living in an abandoned theater, just per- performing for hobos, and then they have like a, a, a laughter machine, which is pretty much a cardboard box and tinfoil with some buttons on it. <laughs> And then he's got, what do they call him? A uh, like a right hand man or a stagehand? Stagehand or something? Yeah, stagehand. And even the first time I'm watching, I'm like, that's a dude. And they tried really hard to disguise her. They put like a mustache, hairy eyebrows, an afro, and like talk like this. The biggest Elvis aviators I've ever seen. Yeah. What would you think about him using like an army of uh, hobos to do his his bidding? What you gotta do? What you gotta do? It was a sandwich. Go kill that person. I feel like he plays a Batman villain in this movie. Well, he has been a Batman I villain. I'm the thespian. He was a Batman villain. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Egghead. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how he's got like his own little uh, army of hobo henchmen. Yeah, his uh. Menagerie. <laughs> it's cheap labor. <laughs> All right, so, Brandon, what was your favorite kill? Matt already kind of went over what was his favorite kill. Oh, fuck, I had it in my head, too. I want to say it's the one when he's, he's uh, operating on the dude in the bed. Okay, I think that's actually... <laughs> that, that's not the next one, is it? No, no, it's later on. All right, that was uh, Meridu? I think so. Uh, I just Larding. Was... I think that was Larding, where he kills... <laughs> he hides in this big-ass trunk in the dude's house, and then... 
just saws his head off next to his wife as a, they sleep. I, Hypodermic. I, I spotted one, uh, uh, what's it called? Continuity error? Continuity. Continuity error. Where he's 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 getting out of the box and he has, and the, he gloves has the gloves on, and then when he's about to operate, oh, uh, yeah. Diana Rigg puts the gloves on him. There's another if, if, if you here. notice the cut too, because I, I actually noticed that too, because like when he had his hands up ready for the gloves, his hands were put together, but as soon as her hand slides over, the gloves are perfectly on. And yeah. His hands are okay. <laughs> I thought that was just like my eyes playing tricks on me or something. But <laughs> I, I okay, I noticed that too. I that that scene always cracked me up. I was like the part you're sore again, Epidermal, again, <laughs> and blood, you know, blood squirting up. This one I felt had a better budget for gore as opposed to Madhouse. Man. Then, again, then again, maybe Madhouse wasn't really trying to focus on that. This one they didn't give a flying rat's ass, and really, I, you know, what I mean, I don't even care what the story in this movie is. I just loved all the unique kills that each critic gets. Yeah, and you get to see Vincent Price just eating the scenery. Like, how many fake noses could you give this guy in this movie? <laughs> There's many fake noses. Um, okay, so how does he kill Larding with a spear, right? Yeah, yeah he, he he impales him with the spear, and right. then he dragged him along on a horse. That was brutal. It could have gone more brutal, because he would not have a face after so, being dragged. Believe it or not, my favorite scene is when they're at the funeral for Maxwell... Mm-hmm. And you see, there's a grave digger in the background, <laughs> and but you really don't think anything of it. You you don't at all. And then they move out of the shot, and he starts quoting his lines and talking random bullshit, and and, and he's almost looking at the camera as he's starting to shovel. And I'm like, why didn't he like host a, a show like Spanguli kind of thing, like this hosting? TV shows. Yeah, even Christopher Lee did it. Or um, not even like a like a movie host, but something maybe like uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, like Rod Serling. Yeah, he would have been like the live action creep for like a creep show or something. Because that's exactly what I got from those vibes when he's the grave digger. Oh yeah, yeah. You get something like that in a film. It's another anthology horror movie where he's kind of like the narrator. Yeah. But. As but then, then you get sniping, dragged by a horse, and it looked pretty believable, though. But yeah, he wouldn't have a face. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the movie, um, the house that Jack built? With that, oh, with Matt no, Dillon? I've been wanting to. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I heard it's brutal. Watch it tonight. Like I'll, I'll text you and remind you. Like when you leave here, go home and watch it. You need the time though. It's like two and a half hours. Ooh. It was. I'll so- be sleeping early because I get up at like five in the morning. I guess it was supposed to be a anthology show, mm-hmm. and then they lost the budget to make it a series, like a miniseries, so they, they made like a whole two-hour movie out of it, because it's a serial killer over the decades, and there's a scene where he's dragging a body, and it is fucking brutal. Then there's another scene in there where even me and Brandon were like, I don't, I don't know if I could sit through this. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot for me to find something disturbing. And Same here. that movie, actually, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my room with my thoughts. <laughs> that movie did fuck me up for like at least a good two or three days. I was like, just staring into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're staring into the abyss again. Yeah, pondering life's quarries. <laughs> um, see, it's hard for me to take notes on this movie because I actually really enjoy it. And I was like getting really just sucked into it. Um, but him as the grave digger was my my favorite scene, and then followed by that's followed by a horse being uh, decapitated and. Actually, yeah, isn't that where the horse ends up? Is the cemetery? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Horus, the the one critic Horus gets decapitated. Horus. Horus yep, in the bed. The name's Horus. All these characters have Harry Potter Hogwarts names. Hmm. I'm gonna read you the list of. Uh, We're calling you out, J.K. <laughs> <laughs> you have one someone called uh, Peregrine Devlin. He probably would have been in like. I don't know. Hufflepuff? Probably. I'm drawing a fucking blank on the uh, Harry Potter houses. Slytherin? Slytherin, there we go. De- I'm, I'm mad at myself because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, but I don't know if I can say that anymore. It's, it's been a minute since I've been involved in the Harry Potter world. Ten points to Gryffindor. I'm waiting for the game to come out. Um, so you got Peregrine Devlin, Trevor Dickman. Then I'm talking a Harry Potter name. <laughs> Could be. Chloe Moon. That's uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah. yeah. Oliver Larding. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Solomon Sultry. Hmm. Slytherin. Yeah. Sultry. George Maxwell. Oh, that's nothing. Horace Sprout. That just screams Hufflepuff. <laughs> Meredith Marydew. Hmm. Hector Snipe. Oh. Uh, that's gonna be Slither. Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, 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 Snipe. Um, <laughs> Almost Snape. Yeah, so they all have the. I mean, even Vincent Price's character's name is called fucking Edward Lionheart. I don't think anyone has it worse than his daughter, the character of his daughter in the movie, which. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to make it obvious that she's playing multiple roles in this, but her name is Edwina Lionheart, and that's and she's played by Diana Rigg. I don't know if they thought the audience was going to be idiotic or something. So you got the character of Dickman, who's clearly like a, a womanizer or tries to be like the womanizer out of the critics. Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the scene when uh, there it's like a flashback before, right before Lionheart jumps off the balcony. They're all talking there. They give away all these traits. We're like, okay, that's how this person's gonna die. That's how that person's gonna die. Dickman keeps talking about uh, all the women. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, was it Mary Do? There was someone that loved to drink. I forgot which one it was. Yeah. Larding. Oh, yeah, so there's a nice Chardonnay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it was annoying. Well, him and the one with the dogs was annoying. Oh, that that was that was Ma- Ma- uh, Mary Do. Mary Do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren was unhappy with me watching this one. Oh, because of the dogs? Yeah. <laughs> Because they kept emphasizing <laughs> on the dogs, and she's like, the dogs fucking die in this movie, don't they? I go, 
that's like the least of the concern you gotta worry about. <laughs> she's like, well, what's worse than, a, than the dogs dying? And then you get to that scene, and she's like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meat pie. <laughs> it's like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. The irony of it is the pie actually looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> is it Chinese? Let's <laughs> be hungry again in an hour. <laughs> so, Dickman is pretty much uh, seduced by this sultry redhead who is clearly Diana Rigg. Yep. That's, that's what I'm saying. It, it, they just put a wig on her and some lipstick and like, okay, no one's going to notice. Yep. Just put on a, you know, a skimpy dress and go-go Go- boots. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I felt like in England in the 70s, the 60s were still bleeding in very early on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus she was... Look at Harry Potter. The movie's supposed to take place in, like, the 90s, but it looks like it's, like, the fucking... Well, I think they that was purposely done, so you really don't... It's kind of timeless. I'm just saying all like... Not one person has a cell phone in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> in the book, Harry had... Or Harry or whatever had a computer or some shit like that, and there's no use of technology in this movie other than, like, a TV. Yeah. So... Go figure I like the Dickman gets his heart cut out. Yeah, and he weighs it. Vincent Price weighs it. <laughs> that was cool. I even, I mean, they even went into little details of adding the steam coming off of it. Yeah, that it was, was like cool. A, in the in the play, it was a pound of flesh. I just love how the way you can kind of tell each person's going to die is actually part of a, a Shakespearean play, and it was all plays he's done. So that's what I'm saying. It's almost like Dr. Fibes, how there was like a theme to it all. Yep. Fibes had the plague. This guy's got a list of plays. And each... Plagues? Plays? It's Nine. Pee. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the dialogue is better in this movie, but that's it's all Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who else could have done a role like this from back in the day? Think about it. This is a pure price role. Yeah. I can't picture it. Maybe Boris Karloff? But I would. Mm. I don't think Boris Karloff is as animated as Vincent Price can be. Nah, he can. He could probably belt out the Shakespeare, but he's not as animated. You know. For in, Vincent Price puts a lot of comedy in this movie. And maybe because he knows it's like a, you know, it's like a whatever horror film, but... When he kills uh, Chloe Moon's character, he comes out. He's got the big afro. Yeah, he's all Bob hey, Ross. Ma- I was hey, say ma- Bob oh, Ross. Yeah. Hey, Daddy O. Sit down, baby. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're tying her to the chair with twine. She's questioning the uh, curlers and everything that they're putting in her hair. Turning a, uh, what is it, like a hair dryer kind of thing? Like a you know, salon. Chair, hair chair, dryer. Chair, hair dryer, yeah. Into an electric chair. Mm-hmm. Did you notice, though, like, after she's being electrocuted and they zoom in on her face, it's a completely different actress? Oh, really? It, it, it looked like it. Hmm. Like, 
I don't know if she if she probably just... didn't want to do the makeup. The makeup in that scene wasn't really that good, anyways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Larding dies by being uh, drowned in a barrel of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna drown in something, I mean, I mean, might if, as well he's, be wine. if he's thirsty, can't be all that bad. Drink up. Yeah. You know, at least you get like a little air pocket. <laughs> yeah. You could have survived. <laughs> or some of the, so then you got Devlin who it's almost like a survivor guy in this movie. Oh, the guy with the mutton chops? Oh dude. Huge mutton chops. Yeah. He it's like you wanna say he's a protagonist, but he's kind of a dick throughout the entire film. He's got a dickish face and actually prior to seeing this, I've known him as the bad guy in a hammer movie. So I, that's why I couldn't really picture him as like which, a which protagonist. Hammer, which hammer film was he in? Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. That sounds fucking amazing. Captain Kronos, the Vampire Hunter. It's a great movie. <laughs> but yeah, he's like a total dick in that movie. And that's all I picture him as. I mean, in a way, he's a dick in this film because then they purposely railroad him into losing that award. Yeah, I think so. It'd be funny Pretty if much. he didn't win it. Uh-huh. No champagne, caviar dreams for everyone. <laughs> and he's supposed to be like the the protagonist, but he's also a fucking idiot because he goes to he's clearly going for a fencing class. No one is around, and he knows everyone's dropping like flies around him. And he sees one fucking person and challenges him to a a, a, a bout. Huzzah. He and wouldn't it's clearly he, Vincent Price. He wouldn't. Oh no no, we're gonna get to that in a second. I mean, that's every victim in this movie. <laughs> they don't question anything at all. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> My favorite thing is they're getting ready to go, and all of a sudden, like, uh, he takes the. He says something like, Oh, your saber doesn't have a safety button on it. And Price is like, Oh, well, let me take that off of yours to even it up. And then all of a sudden he takes off the mask. He's like, ha It's me, Lionheart. <laughs> like a fucking soap opera. Best part was the trampolines. I'm not going to lie. This scene was pretty fucking badass. It was kind of like swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to watch the Count of Monte Cristo. Cristo. Not Crisco. That's fat. Yeah. I, I need my caffeine today. I really haven't had any. I thought about getting coffee on the way here. I was running late. <laughs> Can you imagine a parody of the Count of Monte Cristo, but they call it Crisco, and it's just like a big fat dude sword fighting with French bread? Something you'd expect Mike Myers to do. Or like Family Guy. Uh, no. I was going to say, oh, back in the day, Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Count of Monte Cristo? Which one? Okay. Are you talking about the 90s one? So yes, you've seen it. Smartass. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> I got it in storage, but I really want to watch Yeah, maybe I'll rent it tonight. There are, you like, five versions of it. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that one actor? Richard Chamberlain? Richard Chamberlain. In what? He he was in The Count of Monte Cristo. He was in The Man in the Iron Mask. He's done, like, all of those, uh... I think it's, it's something Chamberlain. And, uh, all those, like, Alexander Dumas, like, musketeer films... He has a role in it. He was in the 60s Man in the Iron Mask. He was in the Count of Monte Cristo. Who was he in uh, Count of Monte Cristo? I, th- I think he was the, the main guy. I forgot his name. 
It's been a while since I've watched I only watched it really that one time. But I, he was I, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, but he had a different name before he was the Count of Monte Cristo. Hmm. Oh, my God. Hold on. You're making me bring this crap up. <laughs> I think it's Richard Chamberlain. Um, yeah, he was Edmond Dantes. Edmond Dantes. Wow, he's still acting. I didn't, man, he's been busy. He does a lot of voice acting now. Huh. Anyways, I got distracted. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sword fighting? Yeah, that's my favorite scene. That dude gets fucked up by Vincent Price. Yeah. It, I, was, it, I was hoping he would do a V on his chest, but he kept swiping. Well, they had to cut him up just so you can tell who was who, because at one point, I'm like, I, I had no clue. Yeah. The stunt doubles look the same. It's true. And I find it hilarious that every victim doesn't doesn't suspect that this man isn't Vincent Price. Especially when he wears, like, the, the obvious fake nose. The only one you can really... They can get away with like not being an idiot about like not knowing who this guy is. Is the guy who gets his head cut off <laughs> and is well, he's yeah, asleep. He's asleep. Oh, and the, bring up that part. Did you love the romantic music they were playing during that scene? Oh yeah, it was like romance, uh, like romantic elevator music. I was getting into it. Like, <laughs> what did you right. think of Vincent Price as a masseuse? <laughs> <laughs> did he have like a one of those like? bottom beards like a like a um yeah like, like a chin little beard? chin beard yeah <laughs> oh okay so yeah he was pretty much that one is the only one he didn't kill somebody because yeah he 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 made the the um the critic, critic kill uh, his sultry, wife sultry yeah because sultry thought she was having an affair and he's giving her a back rub, and he's, like, purposely shaking the bed to make it sound like it. And then, uh... No, nothing beats that better than him giving the dude the judo chop to the back of the Yeah, neck. judo chop. Yeah, that was great. Look alive, bro. <laughs> mm. Honestly, part of this movie, I felt kind of dozing off there. Why are you even on the show? Podcast <laughs> life ain't for me anymore. <laughs> it was... This is when it started dragging for me. I was like, oh. Really? This one was actually starting to pick up. In third act, it picks up. Yeah, I think I think him as the hairstylist might have been my favorite, though. Yeah, mine too. Because that was another moment where she's tied to the chair and he's just like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I don't know. Make, so then you get the Mary-Do with his prize poodles. <laughs> Shows up randomly to a... Uh, News crew there, or not, like it was like a, it was like a fake cooking show, right? Yeah, I think and so. And they're they're feeding him this delicious meat pie. It would turn out to have his dogs in it. <laughs> I forgot what play it was, but I guess in the play that like they uh, a woman a queen was tricked into eating a meat pie with her, her children in it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you watch Gotham. Gotham. The series. I did. Uh, didn't Penguin do that to somebody? Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he did it to his step-parent or step-mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then, what, what did you think about the final, like, the ending uh, climax to this 
to this film. Oh, you mean the big twist reveal that we all saw from the very beginning? Oh, that... Uh, that it, that his, his right-hand man is Diana Rigg? Oh, yeah. That was a big fucking surprise. <laughs> Someone call M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> well, wasn't, there, wasn't there a point where, like, they're picking up his daughter to, like, go find him or something? Oh, and Dev... No, so Devlin was, was picking up and he goes... I have a tracking device in my call. And she's like, really now? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, convenient. Yeah, but he, he had a guy hiding in the back to the back of the trunk. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah, I love the part. What do you hear? I think I hear a train, sir. Crush! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeeves on the train tracks. Yeah, I think, I think that was the funniest moment. I think I hear a train. T-R-A. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So pretty much the end it ends in a firing inferno, and he's carrying up his daughter's body to the top of the theater, and uh, falls through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and Devlin has the last line: "The irony of it was, this was the best performance he's ever given." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there really were no big stakes. You got Devlin tied up to a chair with the knife, the po- knives. You know, uh, slowly inching towards his eyes, mm-hmm. which after being out of the hot coals for like fifteen minutes, are still sparking. Uh, that's really all there is to talk about with this movie, though. It's it's too good to talk shit about it. I think is what it is. It's fun. All you can really do is kind of. Go into it a little bit, but uh, I, I do want to say out of the, the Vincent Price movies we've done so far, this had the best special effects. Except when you count the, the heads of the poodles looking like stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean this movie had some creative kills. Sure, a hell of a lot better than Madhouse. Well, Madhouse is still my favorite. It's not your favorite anymore. It is. Nope. No. You're changing it. I'll lock the door. Nope. Blood. <laughs> Get the phone book. <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> phone books don't leave no bruises. You know what, though? We can't even use it anymore because I don't think they even make phone, or phone books even a thing. I don't know. <sighs> Kids today will never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no caller ID. For real, though. I mean, Green Day is dad rock now. I still can't get over that. <laughs> Guitar Hero is the new version of a Duck Hunt. Fun game, obsolete. I like Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yeah, but you can't play it on the new TV. They're actually. I, I want to say it might be on the PS PSVR or whatever. But there's like a, a VR version of Duck Hunt where the dog murders you. <laughs> I'm serious. Look it up. I hated I that dog. <laughs> this laugh. <laughs> He's badass. Taunting me every time. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> uh, so I guess in the stage play of this, Diana Riggs' daughter plays her character. In the oh, play. it's awesome. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. want to know who plays uh, Edward Lionheart. They should put this in a school. I think it's worthy enough. It's Shakespearean. Kids will learn. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a short episode. It's 
like only really a half hour long. We probably could have. Maybe we were supposed to do two episodes for this. I can't remember. No. No. I mean, we went over all the deaths. Was all there... nine deaths. Nine. I don't think nine. there's nine. I don't think there's nine. Let's count this off one more time. I mean, time. okay, apparently I'm going to say right off the bat. Are we counting the dogs? <laughs> that's, like, that's, like two. that's two right there. That's a two. That's a two for. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And Devlin would be nine. Nine. But Devlin nine didn't eternities. Die. Devlin didn't die. Uh, yeah, but from, from, from right in the first uh Oh, fives. but I guess if you count if you count Maisie Sultry, Sultry's a wife. Mm-hmm. Sultry doesn't die either, though. But that's the thing. So, no, no. The number stays the same. Ah, uh, but would he get the death penalty? I don't know. Did we do, did, yeah, were but they, we, were they doing hangings back in the day? <laughs> but in fives, I think the main guy didn't die either. So you tell me this is all a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Everything he knows is a lie. Welcome to the real world. His name's not even Vincent. It's a victor. It's the Mandela effect. <laughs> All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. I think we're done. This is a short episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Check out the theater of blood. If you just Vincent Price going around killing people. Yeah. 1970s Vinny killing up some people. Then again, if you're listening to this, you probably already watched it. But watch it again. I got to admit, uh, did you watch it on Blu-ray? DVD. Oh, How was the audio quality on yours? Sucked. Okay, uh, it was it very was... low. Okay, yeah, because I, I had to turn it up real high. It was one of those things for me where I had to keep the remote in my hand at I all think, times. I, 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 had, I had to raise it during the dialogue, and then if I knew there was going to be action, I had to lower it. Were you using DVD? Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Then it's probably just the. I had subtitles on. Just to transfer. I think that's why I was zoning out too, because it was getting so quiet at a point. I was like, I can't hear it. Like, eh. well, there are certain things you just couldn't understand at all. Like, if I didn't have subtitles on, there would have been a couple scenes where I've been completely. The funny thing is, with mine, when I put subtitles on, it was like in like French. Oui, oui, ha, ha. Well, luckily, Brandon. Brandon's fluent in all languages. (laughs) (laughs) Allons-y. Oh, so was Matt, apparently. Wee wee. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, once again, please leave us a five-star rating or any kind of rating wherever possible. Matt, once again, tell them where they can find us. You could find us on Instagram and Facebook at It Came From The Video Store and Vistor Rejects on Twitter and search for us on your favorite podcast, you know, at It Came From The Video Store. All right. Well, signing out. I'm Eric. I'm Brennan. I'm Matt. And you just listened to... It came from the video store.